And welcome to another edition of Across the County. I'm Noah. Thanks for joining me. It's about what matters to you here in our fine state of California, locally here in San Diego. Some of these issues actually affect the nation, like the one we're going to be talking about today, but it's a different perspective. Yes, once again, we're talking about COVID-19, and I know you're kind of tired of that, but it is important. And I've talked about the health concerns and the numbers and boosting your immune system. Also, how it's affected businesses here in San Diego. The topic we're going to cover today, I feel, is one that is needed now. It'll also be needed more as we get on to the other side of COVID-19. And I saw something come across my desk, talked about how to doodle your coronavirus PTS away. And that instantly jumped in my mind. I know some of us can use that now. So I dug a little deeper and I found that Carol Edmonston, she's also known as the doodle lady, Now, maybe you know her. She's the niece of the late cartoonist and children's book author that I know, Sid Hoff, wrote Danny and the Dinosaur, Sammy the Seal, other works as well. And you can actually check that out. There's a tribute, Sid, S-Y-D, Hoff, dot O-R-G. And go to thedoodlelady.com because there you're going to find Carol's work. And she is a tremendous individual. And she's actually beat breast cancer twice because of what she calls doodle therapy. And she's actually just released a brand new book, The Healing Power of Doodling, Mindfulness Therapy to Deal with Stress, Fear, and Life Challenges. So, Carol, first of all, let's welcome you to the show. Thanks for taking some time and coming on across the county. I'm delighted to be with you today. Well, let's talk first of all. I know you're a two-time breast cancer survivor. I'm a survivor of cancer myself. I know how stressful that can be. You also are a part-time doodler, and one is probably as serious as you can get in life. I know this, again, firsthand. And the other, eh, I guess the best word is seems kind of frivolous, what, but what's the connection? What's the real connection between the two after you answer? I'll kind of tie that back into the COVID world we're all dealing with right now. Well, as as you know firsthand, when you go through something like cancer or any other serious um, challenge that we're faced with, the emotions, the feelings—they're—they're you—you feel frightened, you feel mm. scared, you don't know how tomorrow is going to unfold, and you know there is 180 degrees from that are, are you know the feelings of happiness and joy and contentment and trust. And the bridge that brought the two together, as crazy as it sounds, was the world of doodling for me. I had um, was nervously waiting one day at a doctor's appointment for some test results. And, mm-hmm. you know, this doctor he generally didn't show up on time. So there was always wait time in the waiting room. And I'm thumbing through magazines quicker than I could count to 10. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my goodness, it, it, if if they took my blood pressure now, it certainly would be off the charts. And I knew I needed to do something. So I got up from my chair and walked over and asked the nurse for a pen and paper and came back to my seat. And I just began to aimlessly doodle, just lost in, you know, frivolous little mindful squiggles on a piece of paper. And after a while, I I just began to notice I was beginning to feel a little bit more calm and peaceful. And I wasn't so concerned about all these test results I was waiting for. By the time I left the office that day and I got home, I really started thinking about it. And I realized, you know, maybe I've stumbled into something important, although I wasn't sure what it was. But I I went out the next day and bought myself a little spiral-bound 
book with a lot of blank pages and I just began to doodle all the time and it really became it became like a meditation for me a, a practice a ritual that I did every day because I really found it kind of kept me in a quiet calm space now I notice a lot of us I mean myself included Carol whether we're at home and we're waiting for somebody you know maybe we're waiting to have a family meal or we're out on a job and you know we're waiting for the other person to come into the meeting usually in between I'm not saying all of us but a lot of us find ourselves doodling in some capacity and maybe there's no form to it but it's First, I maybe thought it was a nervous thing, but it's really relaxing to the brain. It, it kind of gets it to a different state, doesn't it? Oh, it absolutely does. I mean, there's been a number of studies on, of course, in the whole world of, of, of art therapy, but, um, you know, they, they've, they've shown that it, it really can, you know, decrease the amount of cortisol levels of stress hormones. Um, increase, you know, serotonin, you know, increase alpha waves, which all connected to, you know, keeping us in a more calm, peaceful place. I I started, um, and of course, the waiting game, um, you know, I I used to take this doodle book wherever I would have to wait, including waiting for planes. And sometimes, you know, you'd end up having delays of flights and you'd sit there and watch people just get so upset with the the ticket agents. Oh, yeah. You know, you can't do anything about it. So I would just pull out my book and, and, and doodle away. I did do something very different with this. I, I, for some reason, I don't know, it just kind of came out of the ethers for me. I gave myself a guideline, and this is where my doodling differs a little bit from the doodling other people do. Okay. I'm a, I'm a recovering left brain person, you know. I, I, so to really tap into this world of, of spontaneity and creativity, and I was a paint-by-the-number artist growing up. So, um, But the guideline I gave myself, and you can try it you know, while you're listening to me, is in one continuous motion of the pen without lifting it off the paper, try and just make a beginning and end point come together and do it in a real quick, short period of time. Maybe the time it takes just to take a breath in and a breath out. Mm. So you're going to just end up looking at a piece of paper that has something that looks like Nothing, just a squiggle that makes no sense. And then I would go back and invite you to fill it in however you want, whether you put stars, hearts, lines, whether you want to do it in black and white or in color, whatever comes to mind, but just don't ever judge it. I found for myself that I I was able to really step into a very, very quiet space and stay focused in the moment when I did try and figure out what I was doing. Like Mm. I wasn't trying to make a tree, a building, or a person. I was just playing with abstract, spontaneous creativity. I was going to ask if there's any rules with doodling, but it sounds like there's not so much rules as there is techniques that can actually be very beneficial. Oh, for me, the the doodling that I do, absolutely, it has no rules other than I really would like to ask you before we even start to really try and let go of all the mind chatter that you have going on right now. Everything you might be thinking about, whether the meeting you just left didn't go quite as well or the traffic on the freeway that was annoying or thinking about what the rest of the day has in store, just kind of let it go and just take a nice deep breath in and a long breath out and then create your outline and just really try and show up in this moment, this present moment mm-hmm. and let go of let go of yesterday let go of tomorrow, because really the, the 
only place that we all need to be is where we are in this moment in time. You don't need to worry about where you're going as much as you need to know where you are right now. Because in that quiet space, I, I found that it really was the doorway to entering into a world that connected me with creativity and peace and calm and, and all the wisdom I would need to journey through these unexpected moments in time, which we're sitting in a huge one right now. Oh, yeah. And I can imagine th- this can be, as you were kind of leading to, it can be extremely effective doodling for somebody handling separation from others. Maybe they're in quarantine or they have COVID or they know somebody that has it and it's a real big stress on them. It's hard on all of us mentally one way or another, I think, with living in the COVID world right now. Uh, So someone trying to maybe start doodling, this could be a really big relief for them and a release that can kind of get them to calm down just a little bit. Absolutely. I mean, I think there are many different strategies that that people can take into their worlds. What I love about this is you can do it anywhere. You do not need any artistic skills. It costs pennies a day. You just need paper and pen. And anyone can do it age-wise. You, you could, the children, I've taken this into the schools uh, to teach children. Um, you know, my uncle, Sid, love to travel the world and go into schools and and teach children how to cartoon using letters of the alphabet and numbers. One of his favorite places to go, and he was invited many times, is down your way in in the town of Julian. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I'll go into the schools and we'll share stories about Danny and the dinosaur and show them how to, you know, cartoon using letters and numbers. But then I also show them how to doodle. I think children for sure right now are an incredibly stressed out mm. demographic. And I, I just, the innate creativity that children have is amazing. And what I love about this is that children can do it with their parents, with their grandparents, um, and really kind of have fun. So I, I think instead of trying to figure out how they can create some rigid activity, maybe that I need to go you know, to a corner to go meditate in silence, or I need to do this. You can create strategies that are fun and, and healthy. And, and I, I always, you know, tell people that you do not need to have anybody interpret these or analyze your doodles, Mm. you know, just look at it as an opportunity for you just to see what came out of you in a spontaneous moment in time. I've never thrown any one of mine out. So the children actually were the ones who taught me how to do this in color because I'm also a recovering perfectionist, so I had no idea. You know, if you start with orange, what if you what color goes next to it? What if it's the wrong color? And so in a in a with a group of kids, seven and eight years old, they had all these Astro Bright gel pens and I showed them how to make the outline and they went back and filled it in however they want and I was amazed how gorgeous. They looked like stained glass. Wow. So I came in as a teacher and I left as the student. I'm a single father, and when I find that my kids actually teach me something, it kind of brings things full circle, and it really brings me a sense of pride, a healthy sense of pride. Right. You know, and I do tell the children, I tell everybody, be sure you sign sign your, your art, but with the children, I tell them, sign it on the bottom, then turn it 90 degrees, sign it all all sides, because one day you may like looking at it this direction, and maybe tomorrow you might want to turn it 
upside down and you, mm. you like it that direction. So there is absolutely no right or wrong with it. I, I think for me, having journeyed through cancer two times, which is obviously where the doodling started for me, is, you know, people ask me many times, what's the greatest, the greatest gift that has come out of this? I've been a student of meditation for many, many decades. And so I'm always looking for what is this really trying to teach me about myself? And, you know, in the midst of a pandemic, very similar to in the midst when you get a diagnosis like cancer, you're thrown into an unknown middle. And you really don't know, you don't have control over how this is going to turn out. But the one thing you have control over is the choices you make and how you want to journey through that challenging time. That's right. And so I think that's when we all need to take responsibility and become the captain of our own ship and, and just watch and with mindfulness the choices that we make along the way. It's really easy to become emotional with what's going on. It seems like there's always something major coming out every other day. And, you know, if you just take a, a backseat and you, like you said, you're mindful and you pay attention and you make good decisions, you can really be in a much better spot than if you, you know, start freaking out. And again, if you are freaking out, if, you, if you're cognizant of that, that's where something like doodling can really play a factor at bringing you back just a little bit to your center so that you can have that more mindful state. Absolutely. You know, I, I kind of look at the analogy of, of like pilots when they are trying to land an airplane. You know, they really need to stay focused in the present moment. They can't worry about where they were, you know, a half hour ago or where their next flight's going to take them. They need to be focused and stay in that moment so they can land that plane, mm. you know, smoothly. So, you know, how we choose to approach the present moment, every present moment, is, is really an important, important choices we make along the way. Um, I think one of the richest adventures I've ever gone on has been this spiritually rich medical adventure through cancer. Mm. It sounds it sounds crazy, but I learned so much about myself, and I really learned, I think, the most important lesson is to learn how to trust in a creative moment in time, in the moment that I was in, and, and, and learn to just trust that the, the wisdom I need to deal with whatever is in front of me will come to me if I quiet all that endless mind of the chatter. Yeah, I agree with you. I, because again, being a cancer survivor myself, when you initially get that diagnosis, uh, it's it's very scary. You really feel one, you're out of control. Two, you, at least if you're me, you think the worst. But when you start putting more trust in living in the present, if you start putting more trust in the moment, if you start putting more trust in God, you can really find that you have that sense of calm, and that actually affects people around you as well. Oh my goodness, yes. You know, I think the greatest gift you have to offer people around you is your state of being. It's the greatest gift you actually have to, to offer yourself as well. So I agree. If you, if you are rattled with all the if-onlys or rattled with the what ifs. Um, I, I so remember one day when uh, the phone rang and I was having a love-hate relationship with my computer at the time. 
And I picked up the phone and it happened to have been one of my doctors who was just calling to thank me for a gift. But the first words out of her mouth were, are you okay? And after I got off the phone, I realized that, you know, it probably would have been in my best interest before I picked up the phone to have just taken a deep breath in and a long breath out Mm. to let go of that issue with the computer. And so I often say that whenever I've, I've done any speaking in the medical community, it's, it's the same with, with the professionals. Before you walk into that exam room, take a moment and take a deep breath in and a long breath out so you can let go of where you were and, and, be, and be present with the person on the other side of the door. So it's the same with us and how we choose. You know, we could all sit here and worry endlessly about where we're going to be tomorrow with the, the pandemic. But I think the greatest gift we can do in contributing to the well-being of the world is the well-being of ourselves. I agree. And I like what you just said. You know, um, often when my phone rings, if I'm in a frazzled state, I just don't answer. I wait until I'm more calm and collected. It's better for me. It's better for the person on the other end. And to get back to kids here for just a moment, especially if you have kids around, they watch how you react And if you act in a frantic manner, they're going to pick up on that, maybe not right away, and they're going to think that's how you're supposed to deal with things. So if you just pay attention, be calm, you're going to do yourself good, and you're also going to do a service to, if you have kids around you, kids as well. I think kids, with what's going on with COVID, they're probably, in my mind, the most affected, and we need to lead the way for them, Carol. Right, we do. I mean, my heart goes out to the parents, you know, that are having to homeschool kids and may have, you know, a handful of kids at home. Uh, It's a tough time all the way around. So let's create. The important thing is create a ritual, create a strategy and and be faithful to it every every day, even if you only have 10, 15 minutes um, to give yourself permission to just chill out for a while. Mm. You're not going to solve the problems of the world. But you are going to bring yourself back into a more calm, peaceful space where you never know what wisdom is going to bubble to the surface when when you've given yourself a clear space for it to come up. Um, It's been an interesting time for me as well because many of us are having to kind of revision how we go out there to share our works because now everything is becoming on Zoom or Skype. and um, It's a little different, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, it is a little different, and um, it is who would have ever thought that we would be living through something like this, and yet I do believe within each of us, we each have what it takes to journey through these unexpected, you know, uh, challenging times. Uh, we just each need to make responsible choices and be mindful, and, you know, like they always say, you put on that oxygen mask on yourself first before you do your child when you're flying. We need to take the time to do that. That's, now. oh, so well said. Carol Edmonston, my guest, she's the Doodle Lady. I want you to check her out at thedoodlelady.com. She's an author, a speaker, obviously an artist, uh, and a pioneer in teaching how the creativity of doodling improves quality of life and i think that is so important now your book which we're going to talk about it's full of doodle art but what if you're like me carol and what if you do not have an artistic bone in your body is this something that we can still do i'm hoping you can 
oh, I'm laughing when you, when you, you can't believe the, the smile on my face because I truly grew up as a paint-by-the-number artist. You couldn't make a mistake. You found the color uh-huh. pencil that said number one, and you go find the one on the piece of paper, and you fill in everything, and you've done a beautiful piece of art. That's so me. <laughs> I never looked, never, never looked at myself as having any artistic talent, although I always loved, you know, art. Um, so the doodling, no, you know, in fact, you know, just to make it more exciting and fun and challenging, put the pen in your non-dominant hand and then just create the outline. And, um, I, I could not believe the, the more I spent doodling, the more beautiful the art became. And after a while, these, the doodles that I was designing ended up redesigning me from the inside out. So absolutely not, you know. You do not need to to have quote unquote artistic talent. Although I will say each of each of us has an immense amount of, of creativity within. Mm. We just haven't tapped into it. That's a very interesting and probably very accurate point. And you said you didn't get rid of any of your doodles, and I imagine that would probably be be a good thing because let's say you made a certain doodle, you were going through a certain emotion for a certain event. You might find looking back at that when you need it, not even doodling, just looking at the doodle, calming in and of itself. You know what's really interesting about it, and I am, I will always say that the whole purpose of, of the way I teach this and what I hope people walk away with and understanding is this has nothing to do with what you create, the end product. It has everything to do with your relationship mm. to the moment you're in as you're creating it. So how, having said that, there was one one time that I happened to have met a radio personality who had a show in Los Angeles that you could call in, and it, within 30 seconds of him listening to you, he had your issue, you know, he, yeah. he could identify. I thought, my God, this man is brilliant. So I had an opportunity to, to, to meet with him because he had done an event for me, and I thought, I, I really, I'm just so curious. Um, I already had a sense that I understood that my art was teaching me about the power of just showing up in the middle. Mm. Uh, and, and I always loved beginnings, middles, and ends because yeah. I felt I was in control. So without saying a word, I gave him my doodle book and he looked through them all and he just looked at me and he said, you really like your beginnings, middles, and ends tied together. Wow. I couldn't, be- I couldn't believe how he could look at my doodles. And know that. And and, and figure that out. But I'll tell you, no, it was so true because I felt safe in the world. And I used to do a lot of event work, which from beginning to end, I had it all figured out. I really felt safe in the world when I could be in control of figuring things out. And then, as you know, you get plopped in an unknown middle with something as, as diagnostic as cancer. Um, and I And I learned, you know, how to cultivate a sense of trust and faith in that unknown. Oh, yeah. but I couldn't believe that, that he could look at my art and, and come to that conclusion. I mean, maybe um, I could see if he looked at each one intricately, took a lot of time, but just, you know, browsing through and he looks at you and says that that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I was amazed with that. But, but then again, I care more about not what you put on the paper. I, I really want to know while you were creating did you give yourself permission to let go of all those wandering thoughts? Mm. And if they did come up, did you at least kind of maybe take a deep breath in and a long breath out and kind of push them aside for, your, for that moment in time? Because I think this is where we all get in trouble out in the world. You know, we're, we're worried about, you know, if this negative experience happened 
is it going to happen again right now? Yeah. You know, you can worry about, oh dear, for, for me, there were many years I wouldn't, wouldn't, I would not repeat a mammogram in the same month that I did when I was diagnosed, you know, cause yeah. it's like, you worry about that, but sure. then, you know, you got to learn to kind of yesterday, you look for the wisdom that came out of yesterday, um, but you don't need to drag a lot of the negativity with you in today because then it's just kind of shortening the space you have to really be fully present and experience everything that today has to offer. Oh, sure. And, it, you know, and you're not going to be able to fully live in the moment in the way that you're supposed to because you're holding on to something in the past that's just not letting you go all the way in. I mean, it, it's even if you're somebody that believes in biblical material that's also in the bible as well tell us about before we run out of time the healing power of doodling they can find it on the website which is the doodle how important is this book to you what can people find within it the book for me i've been doing my launched my work 20 years ago in the uk and so for me to finally and i have self-published other books but this one for me it kind of culminates this 20-year journey and the wisdom that I've learned because every single day when I get stuck or feel challenged, I always go back and ask myself the same question, what did the doodling teach me? And um, But the book, what I love about the book is that it, it has a lot of my art in it, but it also has a lot of blank pages for you to doodle. It has inspirational quotes. It has, you know, the instructions. Uh, I, I've even included actually some doodles from children because I, you know, I, I want people to feel that whatever level of art skills you know that they have or feel comfortable with that anyone can do this. Um, so it's a fun book, and and it's small enough it can fit. You know, it's easy to take with you. Yeah, well, you have other books as well, and I really want people to go check out the healing power of doodling at the Doodle Lady. Dot com. In about the two minutes we have left here, Carol, if you could tell us how COVID has affected you personally, and I know obviously you doodle quite a bit, has it really helped you in getting through this time that we're all struggling with in one way or the next? It really has, because I'll always find some time to, to doodle and, and kind of just I know it's important for me. I, like I said, I've been on a path studying meditation for many years, so it is important because uh, it's an interesting stage of life to be in because of my age, number one, because appar- apparently I'm in the old people group. Um, not that I have, <laughs> not that I feel like that, but just being having to be much more mindful of how I choose to interact, you know, outside of my home. Um, going to a market or, you know, we've really limited what we're in, how we're interacting out, outside of the house. Um, but I also have great faith and confidence that we, we will get through this, although how we end up and how we're going to envision and be in the world tomorrow is going to be probably very different than the world that we, we had, you know, last year. Sure. And, and, and that's okay. That's okay. I, I think... I think we are all here to really, really connect with that sacred space within each of us. And sometimes we need, you know, a few challenges along the way to get us there. Yeah, sometimes we get in our comfort zones and we maybe haven't lived up to our full potential. And suddenly you have something like this and it really puts things in perspective. 
it, it, it really does. And if you could just give yourself permission to find some time to chill out in a quiet space, um, as I said, doodling you could do with your kids, you know, and uh, it's just very, very important. You know, people, nature is important. Breathing is important. You know, there's lots of ways to do this. This just happens to be something fun and inexpensive to do. And, um, I've had a ball. I've had a ball with it. I really have. Well, I, I, who who would have ever thought? <laughs> well, I'm glad you survived cancer twice. I'm glad doodling has been such a treasure for you, and that it's also part of your illustrious career. And I hope that people check out your book, The Healing Power of Doodling, at thedoodlelady.com. It's been a real treat talking with you, Carol. And I hope that sometime, maybe uh, when we get a little closer to the end of this pandemic, we can have you back on the show and talk about uh, maybe just a couple of different topics that we didn't get to talk about today. I would be delighted to do that. So I just wish everybody happy doodling and have a little fun with it. That's what it's all about. And if you are having a hard time with COVID right now, maybe, you know, you're dealing with a lot of stress, whether you have it or you know somebody that has it or you're just feeling isolated, check out The Power of Doodling. It can really bring down your stress level. And check out Carol's new book, Carol Edmonston, at thedoodlelady.com. It's the healing power of doodling, mindfulness therapy to deal with stress, fear, and life challenges. So, Carol, we'll see you next time. Thank you.